right, guys. So this is the Joe Delores Not So Wondrous Imaginings podcast. This is an offshoot of my Wondrous Imaginings blog, which I haven't used very much for blogging. I uh, I did a podcast before talking about it. You know, I don't read much people and many many blogs for many people really anymore. Uh, Eric's Eric Tankars obviously is everything going on there. Tim Short's getting back at the blogging, and uh, I, I after saying all that, I just preloaded 14 blog posts that I'll be posting over the next 14 days. I'll explain what they are later, but it's all good content for 5e that I've created. Um, so, <laughs> so my blog is the Wondrous Imaginings blog, and the podcast is the Not-So-Wondrous Imaginings podcast. I'll actually link my blog in the show notes, which is something I never really do. Um, it's been a place where I just linked out things to the podcast, but now I'll do it in reverse, so you'll see that. Um, lots to talk about today. Um, talking about, like I said, the, the 14 blog posts that are coming up, all the 5e content, talking about some Cthulhu stuff, little house rule changes, and, and big news, I've ended DMing all my 5e games. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But first, the voicemail from Tim on the last podcast I did with the Joe and Bro Fire Pit one. So take it away, Tim. Hey, Joe, Tim here. Uh, very good episode. Uh, I, I always enjoy listening to you and your brother uh, going back at each other. Love the one exchange where I was like, you know, when you're an asshole and you're like, fuck you, and then you just keep going. I love that. <laughs> so, all right, Joe, take care. Thanks, Tim. I uh, always appreciate the feedback. And, uh, you know, that's the funny thing is that, you know, when your brother is obviously you just do that, right? <laughs> I see with my brother's kids, two sons, they go back and forth too, you know? Um, and it's kind of funny. Plus, you know each other for so long, right? You, even if you weren't brothers, you say that kind of shit. That's why I want to hear you and Rob do a podcast, dude. I want to hear you and Rob Connolly just going off for an hour talking about the old days and shit like that, man. That's, that's the fun stuff. I totally went, I, I'm dying to hear that for years now. So uh, let's get it going. Um, maybe you do something related to it on uh, your, uh, your your adventure design stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, you guys designed so much together over the decades. I mean, hell, you got a lot to talk about there. Or just, you know, talk about the decades. <laughs> That'd be great, too. All right. So um, what you're going to, I guess, talk about first is Cthulhu. I got in the mail the other day. Something was a complete surprise. You ever order something and forget you freaking ordered it? Well, <laughs> five months ago, I ordered Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu Mythos. It's for 5e. It's basically it's a 5e book, right? Um, of all the Cthulhu stuff. It's so well done. It's by Sandy Peterson, you know, the original stuff. So, I mean, the art's fantastic. The vibe is fantastic. They converted shit to 5e, which is awesome. Um, you know, it's from druid circles to cleric domains and wizard spells and everything else that are totally fit. And it's got that creepy uh, Cthulhu crap going on, too. Now, I'd, I had bought this because one of my players did something Cthulhu-related. I'm like, well, let me let me try to expand out into Cthulhu land here and uh, see if he's going to be a convert willingly or not to the cult of Cthulhu in, uh, in, in Waterdeep. But uh, it turned out it, it didn't go that way. And so I had bought the book and the PDF, and I got the PDF, and I used it, and then I looked at it, and I was going to use it, then I wasn't going to use it, so I forgot all about the book coming. I don't know why I didn't get the book five months ago. Either I was at a Kickstarter. I honestly have no freaking clue why I didn't get it. Is it just late or was it a Kickstarter that just finally got published? I don't know. I have no goddamn clue. <laughs> All I know is it finally came in the mail and it's a freaking good book. So um, 426 good pages. There's a little dent in the bottom. We're going to pull a Tim Shorts here on the bottom. Uh, I don't know if I did it or if it came like that, but uh, I don't care. It's a good, solid book by Peterson Games. 
Um, go get it, guys. That's really good. Uh, next, here's the thing for 5e. I've been doing simple initiative because life is easy, right? You want to do simple initiative for 5e. But it came up recently as the characters are getting more and more powerful in level. That simple initiative is a game breaker in a sense that it makes the characters too powerful. They have too many options. Uh, really, what it comes down to is spellcasters having too much power when it comes when when you give them simple initiative, right? For example, let's let's look at first edition. All right, fifth level caster, you memorized a handful of spells and you could blow them once, right? Fifth edition. Fifth level caster, you got a ton of spell options available to you. You get your short rest, you get one of them back, all this kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, you have more options all the time available to you. And so, if you give somebody simple initiative and you let the players choose who goes first, the spell caster with any sort of crowd control or big boom spells is always going to say, hold off, let me do something first, right? And with all the power at their disposal, they're essentially going to wreck any encounter you could do, you know, unless it's overpowered against them. Um, and for uh, basically, look at it this way, right? Let's say you got, I don't know, seven or eight PCs in your group, and they're uh, fighting 20 kobolds, uh, five hobgoblins, and a group of three or four other PC, uh, you know, PCs slash NPCs on the other side, the bad guys attacking them, right? Now, on a D6 initiative, for simple initiative, right? Let's say the characters win, the PCs win, and they go before the bad guys. What that really comes down to is the wizard, you know, because usually going to be a wizard with the big booms of the crowd control, is going before his seven guys and before the 30 or so other guys on the other side, right? So the wizard is beating out almost 40 people every single time. That's game-breaking. And so I went back to um, rolling initiative under the 5e system. Actually, it works. I, I gave it up. You know, for simplicity's sake, and went back to rolling initiative under 5e, which I had been doing with the old guy group anyway, because they always liked that. But the younger groups, the other two, I was uh, doing simple, and now it just it doesn't work. Now, if you're going to have a massive group like I had at the Ren Fair, we had like you know, a dozen players, simple initiative is the way to go in a sense, um, because there's too much going on, right? How are you going to keep track of all that stuff? Even if you clump together all hobgoblins go at once, or all kobolds go at once, or something like that, it's just a lot of shit, right, to keep track of. Um, you could do it, you know, if uh, I just, I, maybe I was just lazy, it was fucking 85, 90 degrees, <laughs> so it's just a little bit easier in that regard. Um, now, the first game I did with the young guys, alright, I we started up the library game again, which we are on hiatus for the summer, and we left off with the library game in a big fight. Um, it was the Sunless Citadel, the big fight against it. What was in the book, a druid, which I made a dragonborn in my game, dragonborns are way overpowered and not PCable classes or races in my game. And so uh, they're, they're a formidable foe, um, basically. And he had a group of three uh, characters that there was mind controlled by the tree other there. And then there was, I, put, I, th I threw like 20 kobolds or something like that, or a dozen kobolds, and um, a group of three characters, all right, controlled by the tree at them. And we did the initiative where you roll and each individual PC and each individual uh, bad guy PC plus the Dragonborn, you know, go in their respective orders. Now I had, um, I grouped all the kobolds together, and I grouped all of the uh, tree uh, tree blights too. I had a handful of those, a half dozen of those in there too. I grouped all them together, and so you got seven or eight PCs, a bunch of tree blights, a bunch of kobolds, three other bad NPCs, and a Dragonborn. It was a long fucking combat. It was very tactically oriented, right? 
and it was much better. It, it worked. I mean, it, for what it is, it, it, it worked, but it took four goddamn hours. Four hours to do this combat from soup to nuts, right? Now, here's the thing. Here's why, uh, and this leads to, I'm going to jump into why I'm ending 5e. I've been feeling lately that it's getting more and more complicated. As soon as the characters hit fifth level, up to up to fifth level was a great game. Fourth up to one through four, perfect, fine, right? Fifth level is where you start to get two attacks around, and the characters start to get more abilities. Seventh level get some more abilities, and they're becoming more uh, uh, more versatile in what they can do every round, right? And more and more of that versatility requires more and more of a, of a suspension of disbelief on my part as to how the hell could somebody do that, right? And this goes back to, you know, being old school kind of guy. I, I like my D&D to be straight up medieval combat, just like as if you're in the Middle Ages, exactly like that. No weird shit, no fancy shit, no stuff out of books, no stuff out of fantasy novels. I want simulation, all right, as close as you could possibly get it, um, which really is simple combat, right? Um you know, one attack around the whole bit. And when you bring in, uh, I just bring in magic as an overlay on top of that, right? So simple medieval combat plus a dude who casts fireballs. That's what I'm looking for. 5e, as you get higher and higher in level, it's growing more and more not like that. The first few levels were close enough like that that I liked it. It was good, okay? But as I get higher, it's not like that anymore. I mean, Things that just didn't make any sense. Uh, the, the 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 fighter, the battlemaster subclass. If they go once uh, on a melee attack or some attack, they could, I don't know, inspire somebody else to do a bonus attack. Why? How? What the fuck? What? What? The, how does that make any sense? I shot an arrow, therefore you could get another attack this round. Uh, what? Huh? You know what I mean? Um, barbarians having effectively double hit points if you take the certain build of the bear build, the bear spec of barbarians they have double hit points of every other class. And you know, that because you basically get half damage on everything except psychic damage. Huh? Why? I, 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 you know what I mean? That goes back to the Unearthed Arcanist. Of Eric was talking about barbarians <laughs> in the last podcast that I listened to earlier this morning. It's just it's a carryover from that mentality. I don't like it. Um, and I see the game getting more and more powerful. I see the characters and the classes getting more and more powerful. I see combats getting more and more complicated. I don't want to spend four hours in a combat, you know? I, I mean, it was a big combat. It was the culmination combat. It's the final fight. Yeah, I know. But Christ, four hours? No, no. That's just stupid. And it wasn't because of any incompetence on either side, I don't think. I mean, we were both humming along pretty nicely. Um, moving along, it just took a long time, right? Now, if I had done the simple initiative, the wizard would have blown off some fireballs and knocked out a whole lot of kobolds first. But no, he ended up going later in order. So it was just a, it was just a thing. And, you know, I'll tell you what, too. This guy played a wizard for the first time in the group. He's new to the group, and he played a diviner, or the divination subclass. I mean, holy shit, that's powerful. I mean, they have this they have this ability where you portent or whatever the hell it's called, and you do two rolls at the beginning of the day, and you can use those two rolls and make somebody else do um, take those rolls in place of something. You can just make that happen. What? That's like storytelling shit. That's like story game stuff where you, the the player takes narrative control. Same thing with luck. Now, I like in a Gonzo game, give me luck. DCC, fine, you know, whatever. Um, but luck, luck is the same thing. A house ruled away luck after seeing what the hell my brother was doing with it. Because it, 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 something happens and the player basically declares, no, but it didn't happen because of luck or because portent or because something else. God, I can't stand that shit. No, it happened, asshole. And that's it. Deal with it. Um, the luck, you know, the, the, the role determined it. So I, I just, 
more and more of that stuff is coming up in the games lately, and I just foresaw myself getting more and more disgusted. Whereas I admitted to the group, I said, you know, listen, I basically told them I'm not going to keep playing 5e. I'm going to sit down from DMing because I'm growing disenchanted with the whole thing. There was a lot of uh, upsetness and everything else because I'm. It's like fifteen different players, right? I'm talking about the two young groups, right? Um, you know, eight. I don't know, eight or eight to fifteen, ten to fifteen players, and they're all kind of upset. You know, most of them, a lot of a few of them, they understood, and I had to explain it in this way. I said, basically, I, I like it. I enjoyed the shit out of that game, that big, that big tactical game last week. It was back and forth and back and forth, and who knew who was going to die. And I thought at one point it was too powerful. Then another point, oh my God, they're too powerful. And what, my throw off the balance, then, you know, each way I kept debating if I was unbalancing it, but it kept this, the, the seesaw back and forth where you don't know who, what was going to happen. It was fantastic. One character actually died on the PC side, player who's never had a character die in 15 years of playing D&D. Um, so it was like, oh, it was one of those holy shit days. You know, we left, we had a few beers afterwards, deep, debrief it all and just celebrate a big ass fun game. And it was it was a peak game. It was a peak experience. It was a great game. And it was also the peak of where I saw myself down the road. I'm like, this is just going to get worse in some regards for me and for them. Because I know, my, I know myself and I know from past experience, if I'm not liking the system, I'm not having a good time. If I'm not having a good time, the players aren't having a good time, or at least as good a time as they could have. You need... In order to be fair to players, you got to be passionate about the game, passionate about the system, passionate about everything you're doing as a DM, because that, that carries over to them. And there's a, like a feedback loop of fun and enthusiasm, you know. And up to this point, I've had it, and I could see myself in the future not having that anymore. And so I figured, you know what? Let me before it gets too far along, let me just stop. Let me just stop with the with the you know with the two different groups, the game store group and the library group. Um, and so I, I best I, I think the best way to to describe it. Let's say you're going with a girl, right? And you, you you talk to her, you you you're in love or whatever, and you you know you think and you talk about being together forever, and uh, you know everything is good, you're getting along well, the sex is good or whatever, and then at some point you realize you're not going to be with this person the rest of your life. It is not going to happen for whatever reason. Something you just realized about the person or the situation or whatever it is, you know I'm not going to be with this person forever. You don't stick around just for the sex. You end it. Be a fucking gentleman. Be a be a, you know decent person end it now before it gets better before you start just taking advantage of them for the, the fun of it for the sex of it for the game of it whatever you know and so that's what i did i just ended it um i don't want to take advantage of it i want to be honest and upfront just like i would be in a personal relationship with a woman you know i just be honest and upfront i rather i'd rather preserve the friendship with these people than go down the route where you have uh uh, and hard feelings later and, and, and uh, bickering and all that kind of stuff because you're just not happy. You know, I, I'd rather end it on a good note than on an unhappy note, I guess. So that's it. Um, I, uh, what I, I, I think if you've heard, I think in the last podcast with the Joan Bro one, or I think I left some voicemails on Eric's uh, recent podcast about this, I stopped playing with the other, uh, the old fuckers group. Basically, it's just going to be me and my brother playing a solo 5e game, his two characters and mine. Um, there was a couple things that went with that one. Uh, it was, I think, a, a near total TPK, which I was talking about in Eric's game, which I think really uh, people lost enthusiasm about the game because these characters, they were invested over time. 
um, and a lot. And I do a sandbox, but they think they get involved in the setting. I know they do because that's how I kind of do the settings. I do a sandbox with a with a you know a good live realistic setting, and people and NPCs that you encounter and everything, and so people get invested in that. And after six levels of doing it, you have a you know near TPK, and you got four new characters coming in, four new players, four new characters, and they have nothing invested in it, and they you know they, there's a lack of enthusiasm, right? And uh, perhaps a bitter taste in their mouth because of the you know near TPK, but hey, that was their damn fault for standing still three fireballs in a row. He didn't unclump, right? So even I admit that. Um, I think the other thing too is we what we were doing. We were just playing. And this goes with the scheduling games. It's a whole different topic. I'm going to be a subtopic within this. We were just scheduling whenever we could. We were just saying, hey, you know what? Let's try to get together after each game. When's the time we could group up together? Uh, we try to figure it out, or during the week, or we try to text back and forth. When's our next game? When can we all make it? It got to be such a pain in the ass. Um, some people weren't responding. Some people were just ignoring it. And uh, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm taking a break. You guys aren't into it that much. I'm going to take a break. Uh, see, you know, see what happens. Then we got back to it uh, after about, I don't know, a month and a half or something like that, where I was playing some solo games with my brother. And I was just not putting up with any more of that. You know what I mean? It was just sort of like, it wasn't like my way or the highway. It wasn't, a, I don't know, maybe I was being at some level more of a dick, more of a, more of a, I don't know, uh, sure of myself or whatever in terms of what I would or wouldn't tolerate. But I guess maybe that's, you know, in my eyes, that's my prerogative. I'm putting all the time into the thing as a DM to create the stuff. And I'm less tolerant of stupid shit. Like, uh, you know, you say you're going to be there. It's a team sport. I look at D&D as a team sport. You say you're going to be there for, for the game, be there. And uh, when you're there, be present, be into it. If you don't want to get into it, don't then don't play, you know. And that comes from, I think, inheriting a group. Um Instead of going out and finding a group that fits and suits you, I inherited that group of players a lot from my brother when he was doing it. We've known each other all these years, but I think uh, there's always been a certain dynamic, um, a certain little maybe a mismatch in personality or tastes or type of game we like or whatever. And I think it was finally coming to the fore. Um, and that, along with the TPK, near TPK, and along with me finally saying, listen, we're going to play the first and third, whatever, of every month, be there or not, tough shit. It's, it's on. You're not there. You don't get XP. You show up the next week. You know, you will. Um, a lot going into that. You know what I mean? And so essentially what it came down to is my brother had a lot of time on his hands. He wanted to run another, he wanted to run a game. So I threw out there, you know, in a conversation. Well, then why don't we just end mine? Uh, I think lack of enthusiasm is going on right now. We'll just me, you, me and you will play because he and I are having a great fucking time. Uh, you, you and I will play. We'll do what we used to do as kids anyway. You know, just one-on-one. And, you know, it's two characters and I'll DM it. And he's cool with that. And the other group is cool with starting a new campaign, new characters they can invest in. And, uh, you know, that's how it's going to go. So the bottom line, other than playing with my brother one-on-one, the 5e games I'm DMing are done. All right? So I'm just disenchanted. I still have a lot of stuff for 5e, put a lot of work into it and a lot of material. And, you know, I'll, I'll loot and scavenge what might be good, but I'm going... Started. I'm gonna in my head start something different. Start something new. I don't know what it's gonna be. I was doing the Blood Island thing and lacked. Uh, I think people lacked. Uh, there's definitely lack of enthusiasm. Nobody was signing up. A couple people that was showed interest and one showed up. So I think it had to do with the uh, <laughs> massive house rule slash. Pl- mostly it's just player background. It was a lot to read. You know what I mean? It was a whole setting 
30 pages of setting information with, with some house rules scattered into there. And so it was a lot to read. And also it was a Sinusite Swordsman and Sorcerer's Hyperborea. And it's not as popular a system. And I demanded, essentially, that the players would know that. They're not going to just come and flail snails it, bullshit your way through it, you know? So I think that was it. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe just people just didn't want to play under me as a DM. Maybe because I broadcast on these podcasts what kind of a DM I am, think I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's pretty much what happened there. And so now I got it in my head. I still like Ash. I still like, you know, I call it Ash or Hyperborea, same thing. I still like that system, and I've been reading it lately and uh, made a couple characters in the system the other day just for the fun of it, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Part of me wants to simplify even more, though, and I know the BX Essentials is coming, the old school Essentials, as they named it now. I should be coming within a couple months, and that's a simple system, right? I mean, that's that's really what I'm shooting for here. Um, I like I like the flavor of Ash. I like the simplicity of old school Essentials. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm going to end up doing. Um, I keep going back and forth, maybe something set in Greyhawk. It'll definitely be an online game, right? It'll be something maybe on a Sunday morning at 9 or 10 in the morning, maybe twice a month or something like that. And I'll throw it out there. If everybody who's listening or follows my blog or in the in the various uh, Discord servers that I'm on. But I don't know what it's going to be. It, the simpler way to do it was old school essentials because shit is BX. Everybody knows BX can play BX. You could wing BX, right? Um, that might be the way to do it. Um, I'm thinking maybe just to keep it simple. I'm, something I've always wanted to do but never actually done is, uh, you know, not in depth, not the way I wanted to, is the uh, the After the Ashes Greyhawk stuff from Carl Sargent. Some of the greatest shit ever written for D&D, in my opinion. Um, great material there. Uh, I always wanted to do sort of the, the Markland stuff, the, the battle line, you know. Uh, against Diaz, Furiandi, and Valuna, all that kind of stuff, and little missions of scouting and war, and the whole war setting. I just wanted to do something like that, and so I got that in my head now. I might start them off with some other stuff and uh, work my way into that. I don't know. I just have to figure out which system to use, you know? Ash is complicated. Do I want to put that much into it? Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm losing the gray matter as I get the gray hair, but I don't know. And at the same time, as it is a demand on players to understand it and know it. Can I take some flavor out of that? Maybe. What do I like about Ash? I like some of the... It's like, I really like some of the spells. I like some of the subclasses of spellcasting. The sub the subclasses themselves, I could maybe steal and add flavor to, to any BX uh, or you know old school essentials game. Maybe that's what I'll do. I don't know. I'll think about it. But, you know... <laughs> I'll let you guys know once I figure it out. For now, I'm taking a little hiatus, I guess, really, from DMing. And it's kind of nice to have some time back. <laughs> I didn't know. It's like when you, you know, you know when you date a girl and you're always together for a couple of years and then you break up and you're like, geez, I got all this fucking free time. What the hell was I doing before? Oh, I was with her, right? <laughs> it's like that sort of thing. So I got a lot of free time and I'm thinking about stuff. And uh, I'll be going back and forth in my head and I'll figure it out. Maybe after, uh, after Labor Day, we'll come up with something and I'll let you guys know. But that's pretty much where it's at. Now, the other thing I've talked about earlier is the 14-day uh, uh, blog roll stuff. I just posted on my blog, for the next 14 days, you're going to get all the shit I created for 5e. The first day, which is tonight, I think coming up at 5 p.m., starts my house rules. Because without reading the house rules, I know I know you hate my house rules. I always hear about them. But it's only, I don't know, five or six pages. And so you read through it. Because the next 13 days after that is where I post a lot of game material. And it requires sometimes an understanding of my house rules because it won't make sense otherwise. You know what I mean? So 
But anyway, all this stuff is for 5e, but it's easily usable in any other system, I think. You could scale it back, you know, hack out crap that's 5e specific and use it in any other system. Now, I, uh, I'll read you the order of what I have scheduled, all right? All right, so for tonight at 5 o'clock, I have the final version of house rules. Now, starting tomorrow at 6 in the morning and, and on t going all the way through 9-6, all the way through September 6, so the next 13 days, including tomorrow, I'm calling it the 5e modifications. All the things I modified within the system, uh, mostly monsters, things like that, um, and, and some cleric shit. So the first one is tieflings. The next day is cambians, then dragonborn. Then I broke liches into three categories, all right? So one day is liches, the next day is demi-lich, the third day is arch-lich. There are three different categories of badassery, basically. Then I did a post on the eye and hand of Vecna. I house-ruled it for 5e, made it more powerful, maybe more distinct and more flavor to it. Then there's the, the uh, on the 1st of September, I think on dragons, what I've done with them, make it more powerful and uh, give them more treasure, and how I did it to make it more along the lines with, five, uh, with a first edition treasure. And... Uh, how I gave him bard spells, and essentially, and yada, yada. And then I uh, posted after that on the second that's coming up is the Temple of Elam, the Levon, the, the Battle of Emery Meadows. It's a lot of stuff that I created for that big rent fair thing where uh, the characters got together a little time shift into and plane shift into Greyhawk, and they did the Battle of Emery Meadows there. Um, a lot of background on um, the, the orb of, you know, Golden Death, how that worked. I made it fit with what I was doing with the next four days after that, which are I made cleric domains for the uh, evil elemental god of fire, Imix, of air, Yansi Bin, of water, all Hydra, and of earth, Ogremach. So all the way through the six, you're going to get the basically five vified temple of elemental evil cleric domains for 5e. Um, all right, so each of the each of the four cleric subtypes. So there's a lot coming up. It's all the it's all this stuff that I kind of am happy with. I'm proud of. Other than the one that's coming out for five o'clock tonight, five p.m. when it's three forty-three as I do this podcast now as I record it. Everything else is coming out at six in the morning, starting on uh, tomorrow morning, all the way through. Like I said, all the way through uh, nine six. So enjoy that stuff. Um, I think I turned off comments on Blogger because I get like ten. Viagra comments a day or something. I don't know what the fuck. So I turn off comments. But if you have any comments on that shit, just go to, um, you know, leave it here with uh, Anchor. And especially any, any comments on, hey, you fucked this up or changed that or made a mistake or that makes no sense or whatever. Because, uh, you know, shit, you're right for yourself. It makes sense to you. Even though I put it in a format that I thought I might publish it later in some way, shape, or form. So I put it in a publishable, you know, neat-looking format. It makes sense to me because I know my own mind, right? So if anything doesn't make sense to you guys, just let me know. And I'll be happy to take a look, change it up, or whatever, you know, and hope you actually get to use it. So there we are, 14 scheduled posts coming up, guys. Um, that's pretty much all I got, I think. Yeah, Tim Short's game um, is, we're on hiatus for August, so no updates there. Look forward to get back into it, though. He hasn't killed me yet, other than the first time, and uh, we'll see if he does it again. He's getting a lot of evil books in the mail, I know. He's unboxing a lot of uh, books on, like, uh, weird shit. You know, so I know it's just a way to kill me. That's all it really comes down to. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. It's Saturday, uh, so have a good weekend, and I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my